You know, actually, back in the olden days, they used to use blades of grass uh, on hairbrushes for the bristles. That makes sense. Kind of grass is strong enough to be bristles. I really appreciate that Dev didn't believe me because I was lying. I just wanted to see if you guys would believe me. I believe me. that. I'm <laughs> I just stuff. wanted to see if you would believe it. I mean, they use, um, what is it? Is it just horse tail? Our, uh, they use horse tail for like violin strings. <laughs> yeah. Violin bows. Is it horse tail or is it horse mane or something? It's just horse hair, so it yeah. could be, I think, from their t- uh, tail or like, their mane. I thought that was strange when I first heard it. So every fact I hear about people using stuff you don't think about for something, I'm like, mm. yeah, that makes sense. They'll do, they would do that. Someone I just wanted that. to see how much uh, credibility I had gained up with the two of you. For Dev, it's still zero. No worries. <laughs> I took um, that I took that at face value. I was just like, yeah. For you, it's a hundred folds. You're like, I will believe anything. I'm a very gullible If you say person. it with enough confidence, I'll believe what you have to say. <laughs> that's true. That's like that's the, that's the basis of this podcast, if we're going to be honest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I doubt... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Whoa. That's all right. It's an earthquake for yeah. our listeners. But that's all we do is just say stuff with confidence and then claim that we're not experts. So we could really just spew whatever bullshit on here we wanted to. We sound like experts, <laughs> but we're not experts. Okay, imagine that's in two separate accents, potatoes, potatoes. Okay, fantastic. I typed it here so I didn't have to say it aloud, but yeah, Mm. that's fine. (laughs) Just potatoes. We're passing notes here at the table. It's very secretive. Um, It's more brush facts, if you really wanted to know. (laughs) Instead of blades of grass, they use a... They use blades of grass for brushes. Oh my god! Could you imagine? That's a pretty good one. That is a pretty good one. I should have been alive back in the olden days. I'm very innovative. I would just use, like, instead of, like, a loofah, just a bunch of dandelions put together. Did you know that? That would fall apart real quick. A loofah was originally, or it used to be, I don't think they do it now as much, but um, originally was a, like, dead sea sponge. Yeah. That's a real fact. That is a real fact. That's not me lying. That's a real thing. (laughs) Isn't that what we call sponges sponges? Yes, but a loofah was a different type of sea sponge. Hmm. Interesting. But, like, a coarse one, like, dried out. Yeah. Like an anemone? A mimonemone? No, if an anemone mim-anemone? dries out, then um, you're going to have like a... Imagine like a wilted flower. That's a dried out anemone. Because they're just... Mm. Um, they're soft membraned, mm-hmm. uh, whereas sponges are more coarse. And so when they dry out, they retain their coarseness. Mm. I just said anemone, and now I don't know what's right. An, a mem- an enemy. An, 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 an enemy. Like we haven't. An, 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 an enemy. Spelled A N. This is why we have the uh, internet on our phones. <laughs> an, it's 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 an enemy. It's an it's an enemy. An enemy. No, this yeah. but this one says anemone. That's but that's, wrong. that's a flower. So maybe this is a different. Anemone. No, see, like showing results for anemone. <laughs> oh no. Anemone. <laughs> it's C anemone. It's a. Anemone-menomena-menomena-menomena-menomena-menomena-menomena-menomena-menomena-menomena-menomena-menomena-menomena-menomena-menomena-menomena-menomena-menomena-menomena-menomena-menomena-menomena-menomena-menomena-menomena
They're just saying we the same word. Care. All of them are saying the same word, and they need to stop and get on with the We're podcast. We're doing a gullibility check on our listeners right now. Anemone is spelled anemone. Fuck it. A n m o e. Elemenop. M. A n e m o n e. K i s s i. So, um. What's the title of this podcast? Does anyone know? Not an expert podcast. Uh, that the, is our uh, title. The Anemone Edition. The Anemone. We're not even talking about anything sea Relating to anemones. They go over the ocean. Okay. Well, okay. That's interesting. That is <laughs> tangential at best, but related. <laughs> as close as I could get to anemone. Um, I guess we should start. I'm, I'm Kevin. I'm Megan. I'm Dev. It's your boy, Michael, coming back at you with another one of these. It's a Michael episode today. I know that you guys felt shorted by the last Michael episode since it was shorter than our other ones due to a uh, clerical error, essentially, on our part. Um, But not mine. I knew it wasn't going to work the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Michael intentionally (laughs) stunted his last episode uh, to be able to fit room for devs, but unfortunately... Uh, space wound up being a longer topic than any of us could have imagined. Dev is not as considerate as Michael, just <laughs> in his core. And so while, while Michael took away some room, Dev was like, oh, I'm going to take that extra and then also do another <laughs> on episode on top of it. Exactly. Um, Dev's a greedy bitch, and we love him for Thank it. You. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael, what are we talking about today? Uh, well, my last one was about the Springer Opera House and one of its most famous residents, uh, the good Sir Edwin Booth, as we all now know. But this one is about, you know, his family. Just the whole Booths in general. Is there any notable figures that we would maybe know of the Booth family? Yeah, I don't know if you guys heard of uh, Joseph Richard Booth. He was one. Of, <laughs> he was his younger brother. Uh, he didn't do much in his life, but he was Who's really good. Brother? Uh, Edwin Booth's younger brother. Mm. He was really <laughs> good at smoking. Eddie. Yeah, our boy Eddie. He's really good at smoking dope and doing nothing else. Mm. So, oh, we know someone like we, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally i I looked up I looked up relatives and I found I found a Joseph Richard Booth and the only thing is just like a little excerpt by Edwin Booth talking about him. Just says that uh, that bullywogged boy or something does nothing but smoke. And does nothing with his life, just like I was when I was his age. And I was like, Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> that's what happens when you die young. Other people get to just define your story for yeah. you. Yeah. And then he went missing, too. Like they said, it's like, uh. I looked for him. He just went straight up missing after the assassination. He's just like, no one knows where he went. So that might be an unsolved mystery. I was going to say, Netflix, get on it. I've been watching through their unsolved mysteries. Because they homeboy had a lot of siblings. But no, John Wilkes Booth is the most notorious uh, he's the one who shot John F. Kennedy, right? Uh, almost. He shot Gerald Ford. Oh, Andrew Jackson. <laughs> okay, if only. sure. If only. <laughs> we need that. Um. <laughs> so the booths. <laughs> the booths. The booths. Uh, now we all know. But before we go into Edwin and his brother John and the rest of their siblings, which you all will learn about some of them, the rest of them all died at the age of like four, so... It was a common thing, unfortunately. It was a very common thing. They had hella siblings. But we got to talk about their father. Our good, bo- our good old boy, Junius Brutus Booth. And I'm going to say that name more times today than I'm ever going to say the rest of my life, by the way. Junius is not a fun word to say. 
But so the Booth family, it was it was an English American theatrical family from England. They immigrated over here later on, which is where the Booth brothers came in. They're from America, but the original Booth family is from England. Oh, mine too. Boom. So, so you much could in be a Booth. Wow. Well, I came, my my family came over more recently. Two generations back. Okay. They well, came over from England. <laughs> my mom's from here, but my grandma is not. All right, so you're safe. You're safe from being a Booth. Perhaps. Maybe there are ties yeah, back to our time in England. That she's a Time Lord and her family is a Time Lord. You could be a Time Lord. Boy, that would be really fun. Um, I think she's. I think they are. They're just lying to us. <laughs> Let me Next tell episode, you about space, but in the future. Let me tell yeah. you what we find out about space. Please. I am dying to know. So you know, there you, are. you know all the grains of sand. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hear me out. Uh, so for every for every grain of sand, there is ten thousand stars in the universe. We're gonna hijack Michael's episode again. <laughs> Straight up space. Here we go. Dev, what's your topic today? <laughs> Thanks, Michael, for joining here. So yeah. we could let Dev talk more about space. Thanks for That's telling very us about Edgar and, and Julius or whatever their name. Space. So space. <laughs> space. So space. <laughs> Now we clearly know which one's more uh, important here, yeah. I don't know. I think our history is every bit as important as our yeah. future, so. We put space and theater together, Let's and then you get Bill Nye the Science Guy. Hey, I love history, okay. I never used to be like that. I used to not appreciate it for the longest time, but then, like, I don't know. I feel like something about just growing older and appreciating the, like, at least learning from the past or seeing what it was like. Yeah, seeing history repeat itself unfolding right in front of you. Yeah, pretty much. With modern day internment camps and Mm -hmm. dictators. I think history is a lot more fun to learn about when it's not shoved down your throat in school. Mm. It's true. The second you get out and you're like... I should read about this. It's way more interesting. It's too much <laughs> emphasis on like memorizing dates and specific facts than more it is learning about ideologies that existed in certain time periods and where it led them. Yeah. And how funny people were. How yes. they were funny. Like using grass as brushes? I know. Crazy. Oh, if only God. they had me so back funny. then I know. to introduce them to porcupine well, that may have been good for like facial care. They could have put soap on grass because it's like it'd be soft. Mm, it'd be like a boar's brush, yeah. but um, they didn't have boars, obviously. I'm just kidding because boars are literally probably one of like the five animals that they had easy access to. <laughs> probably. Because <laughs> they're wild. Wild yeah. boars are everywhere, basically. Yeah. Especially down here. So, Juniper. Yeah, so our boy Juniper Brutaburr <laughs> Boothaper, uh, he was born in London to a lawyer. And uh, he didn't really like the lawyer lifestyle, so he wanted to become an actor. Mm. Uh, I think it was, he was around like 12, 13. He saw a production of the play Othello at the Covent Garden Theater, which is nowadays known as the Royal Opera House mm. in England. I think it's in London somewhere. I don't know English places. Is Honestly, it, it's in London, everything. Right? I think all of England is actually in London. It's like London um, and then geographically. the rest of it. Yeah, I think it's um, London uh, and then... Ireland, Wales, and that's it. That's, <laughs> that's it. The, that's the UK. And they all sound oh, the right. same. They all have the same Cockney accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Um, no noticeable dialect changes. No, none whatsoever. So. Our zero British listeners just dropped this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You bitches. (laughs) Oh, you wankers. You wankers. As they're just doing the, (laughs) out the door, they're walking out. (sighs) 
Uh, but yeah, Junius, he fell in love with the idea of the fame, the fortune, and like the freedom of the lifestyle of being an actor could give you. Mm -hmm. And so he put all of his efforts and time into, get, into becoming an actor, and his talents skyrocketed. Like, this dude was a natural. Mm -hmm. He made his acting debut at the age of 17. He toured all around England, and he met a lovely little young lady named Mary Christine, Christine Adelaide in Brussels during his tour in uh 18 i was around 18 17 he met her and they got they got back they got married no he met her in 1814 they got married in 1815 literally less than a year after they met they got married that's how it was done back that's then. how it was then. you just found one that you liked and but then that was it the best part she was already pregnant when they got married so that's that may have been another reason why they did it oh i don't know about that <laughs> was she impregnated by god I don't know. That's or the only way. Maybe labor was like five months shorter because the baby was born four months after they were married. So maybe like Ooh. labor back then was like mm -hmm. really short. Yes. yes. I think that's yes. why God was changed. punishing women less back then because they didn't show their ankles. So that's what we yeah. gave up when we decided to show our ankles was um, five additional months okay. of uh, carrying babies. That makes sense. Was it worth it, y'all? Was Listen, like I'm it? not I'm not carrying babies. So <laughs> I love showing my ankles. In my opinion, yeah. Yep. I, I saw I ankles. saw I saw ankle nut I saw ankle nut on that one. <laughs> R slash bad women's anatomy. <laughs> uh, no, they had two kids, a daughter named Amelia Portia Adelaide Booth in 1815, and she died seven months later. Uh, she couldn't make it. Babies were weak back then, not like they are today. It's not like not like wrong. we have not like we have any medicine. Wrong babies. <laughs> Or uh, doctors to keep us alive. We're just strong <laughs> babies at birth. That's why they had so many. Yeah. I know that's really very insensitive, but it's true. They just had so many kids because it was, you never knew how long you were going to get them for. I mean, but that's how it is in pretty much the rest of the animal kingdom. They just have extra kids so that more will survive. Uh, they had a second kid in 1819 called Richard Junius Booth. Mm -hmm. Junius loved the name Junius, so he named... His first, like, three boys, Junius. He said nobody else is going to have it. Yeah. I don't know why he loved Junius so much. I'd be like, change your kid's name to, like, June. Maybe he went, I was going to say maybe he went by June. I would hope so. Or, like, JJ or something. Or Knees. He's the Knees Bees, because Knee Bees. The Knees Bees. <laughs> the Bees Knees. You know the Bees <laughs> that like the Knees? That's how cool he was. Like, the Knees Bees. <laughs> Oh, man. Knees, bees. <laughs> okay, but uh, two years after Richard was born, Junius ran away, as all good men do. He ran away with a flower girl named uh, Mary Ann Holmes. How he old was he? His son or Junius? What, who ran away? Junius ran away. Oh, okay. After, after Junius' son, Richard <laughs> Junius. There's More <laughs> I old see man it. Junius I had see. a son, Richard Junius, and then old man Junius ran away with a flower girl. I think he was... 20, 21 at this age, maybe? Okay. But early, more early importantly, how, how old was she? How old was the flower girl? I didn't find that. Let me tell you, I was a flower girl when I was eight, so I'm, I'm suspicious. Dude, I'm pretty sure you know she was like 15, flower, 16. Flower mm -hmm. women, because I'm not, mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever attended a wedding, ever. But also, I don't think I've ever heard of a wedding that has a flower girl under the age of 18. I don't think she was a wedding flower girl. I think she was just a girl who worked at flowers. You know Final Fantasy Oh, like VII? a flower shop person. Yeah, Aerith. She was a flower girl. Oh. So, like the florist. Yeah, but they were called flower girl. It said flower girl. All I could find was flower girl. <laughs> I don't know. 
Maybe she maybe, doesn't arrange Maybe the she was the flower girl at his wedding with his wife. That's it. That's okay. how it always okay. happens, too. And then two years later, he was like, <laughs> four years later, he was like, hey, let's go. He was looking at his wedding photo album, and he was like, mm-hmm. hmm. How did I miss her? Oh. Yeah. She's, uh, she's 15 now. She's good to go. Let's go. We're going to America. Disgusting. I hate it. So Keep going. He, <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Continue. Venom dripping through your voice. <laughs> so they, they immigrated to America, and they settled in a great place called Bel Air, Maryland, which I have a whole conspiracy about that, because what if John Wilkes Booth was the Prince of Bel Air? Actually, no, what if Edwin Booth is the, the Prince of Bel Air? Prince Bel Air? Yeah, well, they wouldn't be fresh. Not so fresh. Not so fresh. The Flower Prince The Flower Prince of Bel Air. He's the Carlton of Bel Air. Edwin Prince was the Carlton of Bel Air. Fair enough. Um, but during this time, he became one of the biggest actors in all of America because he was already a huge actor over in England because he got he was well known for his tour. He was like a young prodigy talent. He came over to America in his early 20s and he just took over the scene. He went on a tour of England. He brought he brought his whole family of 10 kids back to England. Jesus. Four of them died over there of smallpox. Classic. He came back. Our homeboy Joe disappeared. No one knows what happened to him. They were all babies at this time. I don't know where Joseph is, and I found zero knowledge on a fifth child. I can only find information on four of the kids. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. So four kids straight up died when they were four years old, I believe. Their mm-hmm. names are Mary, Elizabeth, Adelaide, and something else. He does not have this written down. That's from straight memory. That was straight memory. I didn't write any of that down because I was like, those kids are dead. And I, I, could, I could only <laughs> oh find their names. <laughs> their names weren't even on like anything I searched. I did specifically go to like Ancestry stuff to find these people's names. So he, went to, not, he signed up I for Ancestry.com. Yeah, I found a booth relative in the past few hours. Got them to send me a sample test. So by pinning it on me and saying that I was a relative of the booths, what you actually meant, you were just projecting because you're a relative of them. Wow. Oh, God, oh Hashtag no, I've been found. Oh my God. <laughs> Hashtag conspiracy thickens. No, <laughs> uh, but the four kids they had. Once again, another Junius, Junius Brutus Booth, was born in 1821, two years after the they first came one to ran away. What's he going to do? Just not have another Junius in the family? Come yeah. On. Well, he Later. ran away. He, he ran away. He was abandoned. He was abandoned by his father, <laughs> who made another Junius. He's like, screw it. I made one. I'll make another one. Uh, then Edwin Thomas Booth in 1833. Asia Frigga Booth, which is like the only female Booth, like sibling that survived this entire time period. Mm-hmm. So I found that very interesting. And then John Wilkes Booth is the youngest of those, born in 1838. So he was the baby. Uh, as they grew up, their father, he wasn't the best father, as we know, since oh, he abandoned his what? previous wife. That he's, This is brand new information. Yeah. He's technically still married to Adelaide. In England. He never divorced her. Well, marriage time. back then was like basically an excuse to like Just, legally have sex. Yeah. So he's married to two women right now. He's married to both Adelaide and Mary. So he uh, slept with two women. He slept with two women. <laughs> Probably more. That yeah, we don't know. Marry he, them. he didn't marry them. Know. He didn't legally sleep with anyone else. Sure. But uh, he was a drunkard. He was not the best husband or father or anything. He toured a lot and he basically pitted... Edwin and John Wilkes Booth against each other as like kids and teens, which, as we'll learn later on, is why they were so opposite in all of their ideologies and everything that they believed and yeah. how they wanted to treat other people. Uh, as John Wilkes Booth, as we know, assassinated Lincoln, it was hardcore Confederate supporter. 
Edwin Booth, straight unionist, believed everything Lincoln wanted. He was like, fuck yeah, let's go for it. Mm. They had a huge falling out throughout their lifetime. Um, but all three of those brothers became actors. Uh, Asia didn't do much. She just, she just became a homemaker until after the assassination. And then she became an author, moved back to England. Oh. Uh, wrote a book about John Wilkes Booth that she didn't publish till I believe... I believe her kids published it posthumously because she didn't want to publish it because mm. she didn't want to tarnish anyone's reputation in the family because Edwin was a big actor at this time. Okay, so that's basically all the info we have on Asia throughout her entire lifetime. She got married, immigrated to England. She lived there the rest of her days. <laughs> and she died in, I think, 1881. She sounds like the good egg of the family. She was the good egg. She, she knew, was, she she knew when to get out. She yeah, got she out. She was like, I don't need this war thing. Slavery, that's weird. Because England definitely didn't have slaves. England had none of that. So Edwin and John both took big interest in acting from a young age, just like their father did. Uh, Junius, not so much. He did a little bit of acting, but he was basically, he just managed theaters just as the guy who was like, hey, doing this at this time. We're going to be... Here's the playbill. He set up all that stuff. He wasn't much of an actor in his mm. day. And then as we know, Asia, she didn't, she didn't want to have any part of it. She was like, I'm out. I'm done with this. Uh, so Edwin's first play, he debuted, he was 17 years old, in the play Richard III, along with his father, who, guess what, was playing Richard III. <laughs> so I wonder, <laughs> I wonder how Edwin got the part. No, Edwin, was, <laughs> Edwin played Trestle, and this was in 1850. And then um, their father passed away in 1852. Yes, 1852. Mm -hmm. And Edwin took over the part of Richard III because he was like, he was the understudy at that point because mm -hmm. his father, he lived with his father. So he knew all the Richard III parts. And Edwin was heralded as one of the great actors of like this time in this generation following in his father's footsteps. Meanwhile, John, a little bit of the black sheep of the acting family. <laughs> He, um, during, during this time, he, he's, his first play was also Richard III. Uh, at this time, Edwin is busy touring U.S. Uh, I think Edwin is in, like, Baltimore, Philadelphia, all these places, just touring all over. Did he play tree number three in the play? He played a very, he played the Earl of Richmond, which is a very supporting role in mm, Richard III, mm -hmm. in 1855. And the he best part... the Ottoman that they get to sit on. <laughs> And the best Listen, part is you're, he, up there. you're doing great. Just don't say anything. His yeah. mom's in the audience. You got it, honey. <laughs> exactly. She's taking pictures, giving the thumbs up. And he's yeah. like over there smiling. She's turning around going, those are my kids. Those are mine. The one speaking and then the one being sat on. Those are mine. Those are those are me. I did that. I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I made you. <laughs> um, but so John, he played a very supporting role. Stumbled over all of his lines. Uh, he got laughed and jeered at by the crowd. He took that pretty personally. <laughs> so not talking about John here, right? We're talking about John. John, John Wilkes Booth. Wilkes Booth. Yeah. John, you know, yeah. the, the psychopath. Yeah, yeah, it really seems like... We're, we're kind of building on why yeah. he's a psychopath. He had a terrible <laughs> father. Audience kind of hated him at this point. <laughs> Wait, did he have a head injury? Not maybe. He might that's have like dropped. the one tail <laughs> Yeah, like an undiagnosed of like, like you know. Well, that's like almost all. They're like there's a triad of like things that will most likely or that most serial killers have in common. Not that you, if you have one of these, you'll be mm -hmm. a serial killer. But it's like bedwetting, 
um, a head injury, and then um, I think it's hurting animals. Hurting animals, yeah. Which oh, that yeah. one is a little bit more direct. Than, that one than seems the other like two. that one seems like I'm oh yeah, he's fucked up. Hurting yeah. animals when you're like young. When you're like hella young. Also, yeah. when you're old. Well, yeah, it's but starting not... when you're young, usually. Yeah. Sometimes it. Anyways, <laughs> I. Oh, uh, that's just when I go nah, and I'm, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. That kid's gonna kill someone later on in his life. That's when they should just be arrested. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Or just straight up like put them in a special place. In straitjackets, in a room just, with soft walls. Put them out of their misery. Well, you want to wait till they're like old. Oh, by the way, the U.S. just did their first uh, lethal injection in a long time, I think, today. Oh, shit. I think the Supreme Court just um, ruled that uh, nationwide executions can take place. Hey. I think I skimmed that headline correctly, and if nice. I didn't, then... It's literally our show. You have to deal with it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I saw it on YouTube, so... <laughs> See, credible sources here. YouTube, skimmed a headline. A little bit of Reddit. <laughs> Podcast, go. <laughs> That's how we do it. So, Johnny. Yeah, so, Johnny. So, after, after that horrendous debut of an acting thing, of an acting career, uh, John joined uh, this company called the Arch, Arch Street Theater in Philadelphia, where he played a full season there, like a full year, and he went under the moniker J.B. Wilkes, so as to avoid being compared to his posthumously, posthumous, posthumously famous father, because his father is dead at this point. His father mm. died like four years prior. Junius Brutus, you mean? Or is that the brother? Junius no, Brutus. Junius Brutus is the father. Junius Brutus is the father. Junius Brutus is also the brother. <laughs> okay, and so he decided to go by JB to avoid being confused with yeah, the other with, yeah, the, JB with the other Wilkes. JB Wilkeses. Yeah, to avoid being confused with Edwin and his father Junius Brutus. <laughs> he more Fantastic. just would like to um be his father. He's yeah. like, this guy didn't name me Junius. What the fuck? Here he kinda, he too. He kind of doesn't like Edwin at all. They don't like each other. Uh, so he's like, I'm gonna be my dad. I don't want to be compared to that shithead out there doing nice things for people. Because mm. obviously, when you do nice things, Letting you're a shithead. Letting people relieve themselves through creative just expression. Adopt his initials real quick, you know, mm. just to <laughs> get away from him. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think this is this is truly where like his acting career turned around for him because having that moniker of like not being compared to his brother anymore gave him like more free will to be himself on stage because mm -hmm. he was a very charismatic, enthusiastic person, Aww. whereas. <laughs> um, said one person ever about John Wilkes Booth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Edwin was more. Edwin yeah, was more. Like, <laughs> it's not cute. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's a murderer. <laughs> meanwhile, Edwin was more like logical, straight-faced, soft-spoken. He got his delivery across. John Wilkes Booth was like. Like out there. He stole the stage. He stole the scene when he was on stage, basically. Okay. Mm. He was that kind of actor. Glow up. He had a glow up because during this glow up, he became a very accomplished actor. He was called one of the most handsomest men in the country. Holy. And he was also called a natural genius by critics across the across the country. Wow. And you would just just think 
11 years later, this dude's going to kill the president. Was <laughs> he, like, uh, number two on the list and Edwin was number one like, of most attractive men? Wouldn't that just I don't think Edwin was even... Gears? Oh, my God. Maybe that's what did it. <laughs> they had a that? listing, and he was yeah. always Edwin J.B. Wilkes. <laughs> Sorry. It was actually Abraham Lincoln, number one, Edwin, <laughs> number two, and then J.B. J.B. Wilkes, so, like, number three. I think they refer like, to that... Mirror, mirror on the wall. <laughs> I think that's referred to as the Baldwin complex. Or the Hemsworth complex, when you're compared to your more attractive, more talented siblings. Oh, it's a Megan complex. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Okay, so Johnny. So, that, so Johnny. Okay. Okay. Wait, so, like, how famous was this dude? If we had to, like, compare it to someone today. Give us your best approximation. Uh, best Meryl approximation, Street. I would say... Edwin Booth. That's famous. Edwin Booth is like Johnny Depp, Brad Pitt, okay. like one of like the most famous actor mm. up there. So JB Wilkes if... was probably like right. I don't know who's right underneath them. Orlando Bloom, maybe everyone knows who he is, but he's not Again, as big. Orlando, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry that Michael just did you like that. You're 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 more handsome than the other guys I just said. <laughs> Orlando, call me. So, I don't know how to tier actors. I, don't know, I know that tier. there's an A-list, B-list, and all of that, but I don't know how to tier them. If we had to say, what would be, like, you have, like, these great actors that you love, and then there's, like, these other ones the that are also good. version. Think of how many times we say an off-brand Oh, someone. that's true. Um, Who have we called off-brand lately? Oh, so, okay, so J.B. Wilkes is, like, he's, like, he's, like, Seth Rogen. No, no, the off-brand, off-brand Seth Rogen. Who is the off-brand Seth Rogen? The, dude, the, kid, the kid in Superbad. <laughs> Jonah Hill? He's like a Jonah Hill. No, Jonah Hill's Jonah equally Hill's as own. famous as Seth Rogen. What? Okay, no, actually Jonah Hill's more famous than Seth Rogen. Yeah. No, no, think about it. <laughs> um, is he more famous? I think, I think Seth, I mean. Okay. I think they're about the I think same. They, they kind of, I, yeah, I, I think I have a comparison because I love this guy, but to be fair, his... His like listings of everything that he's done, not that extensive. Bill Hader. Oh, I love him. I can say I do Bill, too. Yeah, but Bill Hader. he's not as famous as as Brad Pitt, right? Or Johnny Depp. In my mind, more famous. Bill, if you're listening, know that <laughs> I'm still a fan. That's how it was with JB Wilkes. He had that. He had those hardcore fans. <laughs> I know. I'm but he still, wasn't as well known. I don't care about Brad Pitt. I just care. I also don't. I like Bill Hader. About your your movie with Amy Schumer. That's what I care about. Okay. I don't even remember what That's it was the one called. with LeBron James Jesus. in it, right? LeBron James. Yeah. yeah. It was very good. I liked it. Okay, sorry. Keep going. Though. She's the man. No, it wasn't that one. That's Amanda Bynes. That's Amanda Bynes. Analogy then, complete. <laughs> Continue. And then their older brother, Junius Booth, is just like a theater manager. So you wouldn't really know him. Most likely. He's like he's like a writer, like a backstage writer. He writes the stuff. You don't okay. know, but he's there. He's the brains. He's the, the brains, body. not the... Nice. Yes. He does, he's not the mm-hmm. body. He's the brains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so J.B. Wilkes, John Wilkes Booth. I don't know what to call him nowadays. He has two names now in my head. He's about to have a third later on in this session. Nice. <laughs> um, Is it uh, Assassinator? He's about a to have fourth? a fourth later yeah. on in this session. <laughs> <laughs> the Assassinator. <laughs> uh, he toured the whole country. He went to, like, New York, Philadelphia... Columbus, Georgia. Nice. Which is mm. with the what we talked about last week about the shooting. That's where it was. It was in it was in Columbus where John Wilkes John Wilkes Booth got shot accidentally mm. in his hotel in Columbus. Oh shit. Uh I don't know where he got shot. 
I didn't look that into it. I was like, he got shot. Hopefully he died. But no, he didn't. It was just a really bad injury. Like the hand. Oh. Columbus, Georgia, making it on the map, though. Let's for multiple go. things. We almost killed the Pretty assassinator related. before the assassinator so, assassinated. So this dude was like an established actor. So he was. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that he would be in like in the play booths. Everyone would know him if you think about it, right? Yeah. Like that's... Even the president would know him. Mm-hmm. Like the president wouldn't know him. His people around him would know him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess to them, like it wasn't like just some random dude came up. Because uh, yeah. that's what it's portrayed like. Have that you is, seen, that you is know, kind National of how Treasure? it's portrayed in history. I think he was uh, more hidden. Um, that like it, one, the theater was dark. And so it's not like people were, I mean, it's not like you could really make out, like, faces of people. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was that. And then additionally, uh, Lincoln was like, my understanding is up in a box seat. And in the box seat, there's, like, a row, maybe two of chairs. And then behind that, there's, like, a, a curtain wall, usually. And so it's um, very easy for somebody to like sneak up on you because you like if everybody's seated and he's the only one up then he could easily like sneak up and just yeah but it was more like in history books it's kind of portrayed like john wilkes booth is just this random guy that assassinated the president when in reality he's like he was way more famous yeah i mean like if george clooney was to go and shoot one of the presidents you know well that's what then he would be remembered for i think that we definitely uh don't want to that's true. Glorify people who have done like yeah. bad yeah. deeds. So I think that's just in an effort to not focus on like, oh, he was like a movie star, and instead mm-hmm. just focus on like, right. listen, it doesn't matter who he was, what he did, like none of that matters. What matters is he did a terrible thing to a president who was, by all measures, pretty good. Yeah. So really, thank you, history books, for keeping us blind to most of this. Um, yeah, I had no idea like it was this easy it. to get to him because he had a like Fort Theater is where he assassinated the president, President Lincoln. Mm-hmm. He had a mailbox there, like he was there that morning picking up his mail, mm. and like he was told by uh, John Ford, who owned the theater, he was told by his brother that Lincoln was going to be there. So he's like, "All right, cool, I'll come through." And he's very well known there, so he doesn't need a ticket or anything. He just fucking walks in. He, mm. can, he can go wherever he wants. So he went to the bar during like one of the acts, and then he like took a drink. He left the bar. The the boots, like the box seats up there, they have little holes in the door that are apparently people had a theory that he drilled the hole beforehand so he could like spy on Lincoln. Mm. But what what it was was there's a hole there so the guards could like keep check to make sure everything was okay. So they could look in the hole and make sure the people in the box seats are good and then go back to like their posts or whatever. But he like looked in the hole to see Lincoln was there, walk in, snuggle behind him, kabluyaka, and then he jumped. That's that's the sound of a gun being shot. Kabluyaka. 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 It's a 41 caliber pistol. That's the sound of thanks. Kabluyaka. Kabluyaka. Yeah. <laughs> More actually, back in those days, maybe Kabluyaka. <laughs> a musket pistol. <laughs> but yeah, so that happened, and that was that was 1964, 65, I believe. 1864. Oh my goodness, 1864. You were very close to John F. Kennedy's assassination, which yeah. was in the 1960s. That's true. It was in the late 60s, but it was in the 60s, so... Although I'm pretty sure in my episode of the Haitian Revolution, I said 1970 more than I said 1790, so... 
Dates really are arbitrary. You think people really care? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Experience. I wrote down 1960 something so many times mm-hmm. during this, and I kept mm-hmm. having to go back and erase and be like, "That's wrong." Yeah, <laughs> I was I was not alive for this. <laughs> we're so we're not used to writing the numbers one next to like a seven followed yeah. by two other numbers. I was like, he died in 1881. I was like, 1981. Well, he lived a long time. <laughs> Dude is like 170. <laughs> uh, but I, I just skipped a few years. But basically. Yeah, he assassinated the president in 1918. In oh my God. Oh my. 1864. The year before that, all three brothers reunited for a one time play of Caesar. Even Junius Jr. was in it. Junius Brutus Jr., who was just a theater wow. manager. Yeah, I know, right? He's like, I'm going to step out from the he curtain. Said, it's time for me to be Ottoman number two. It he is played- my time. <laughs> he played Cassius. Which I don't know who Cassius is in Caesar, but he seems like he has a name. So he seems he's an important boring. person. I don't know enough about it to tell you who he is, but I would recognize the name. Yeah. I dropped out of school, and uh, the the main reason for that was because I did not want to read any more plays. I thought you were going to say the main reason is because you didn't know who Cassius was. <laughs> oh. well, they, they you couldn't handle the pressure. I still can't. I still can't. Don't make me drop out of this podcast. <laughs> well, you're going to love Edwin's whole... He had a whole theater <laughs> called the Winter Garden Theater in New York City that him and his brother Junius Jr. managed. They mainly did Shakespearean tragedies, so you mm. would have loved it. Mm. Wow. You would have yeah. loved it. And that, that's where they performed Caesar in, uh, in, in, 18, in 1864. <laughs> November 1864. Sure, it's not 1764. It might be 1764. It's not. Or 1664. <laughs> At least we have Kevin here. It might be 1337. I don't know anymore. That's, I just spelled leet out. I'm, I'm talking leet speak now. <laughs> might have been in leet. <laughs> uh, Edwin played Brutus, who I, I think is also important. Yes. He's the... Um, Betu Brute? Yeah, the guy that oh. kills, see, stabs Caesar in the back. Mm-hmm. So he was pretty important. And then John Wilkes played Mark Antony. Well, I think didn't he, he was important, too. Yeah, he was like yeah. a speaker or something. God, I don't remember enough about this. Kevin is our Roman, Roman history. Mark Antony he was, was... He was one of the rulers. Oh, was he? Yeah, oh, of the okay. Roman Empire. Didn't he marry that one lady? Only. Or get with that one lady? Who? I don't know. Medusa? I don't... Who Ooh, he might have got with Medusa. <laughs> Who are you dying Cleopatra? About? Yeah, her. It was Cleopatra. Uh, Cleopatra Mark Antony. Oh, Cleopatra Oh, yeah, was... I think you're right. Cleopatra um, was, okay, this is just a separate fun fact. Cleopatra um, was alive closer to today than the building of the pyramids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's a good fact for the people that like didn't know because it, when you think of Cleopatra, you think of oh, ancient Egyptian, blah blah blah. She was but, overseeing the pyramids. Yeah, no, yeah. she's she was like later. So yeah, I think she was around Mark Antony's time. Mark yeah, Antony right. was the, a Roman politician in general, and he was a Julius Caesar's ally. Okay, so you speak her mm. close enough. Okay, so they played those three. Which now we've kind of figured out who they all were, so we got it now. Now we know what happened. Caesar died, and yeah. And that's <laughs> But the year before that, like during, during the years of Edwin and Junius managing the theater, which started, I think, like seven years before this happened, John became very active in the fight against abolitionists, which are the people who wanted to free the slaves and abolish slavery, which is why they're nice. called abolitionist so i just now just got that racist he was very much so racist mm. uh after he, he wrote a letter and sent it i believe to asia but it was found 
uh, taken, and it's like it's called like to whom it may concern, but it like goes out and just like all the stuff like why he killed Lincoln. He was okay. like, he was like, I've seen better relationships and better treatment from master to slave than I have from father to son. And I'm like, holy shit, this dude was like hardcore. Which may be true in some cases, but that still doesn't mean it's <laughs> right. Like, just because your dad's a dick doesn't mean that slaves are treated well by their masters. Yeah, he had a whole, I, didn't, I skimmed it and I was like, I can't read this because it was kind of hurting me. So mm-hmm. I was like, I just mm-hmm. closed that page I and went on. I did what people today would say. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Um, White privilege existing even back then. I mean, of oh. course, that's where it originated, but my point is, modern-day white privilege is still taking form back in the 1800s. Dude, my favorite thing from that letter, I think in one of the first paragraphs, he said, this land was made for the white man, not for the Negroes. Uh, and I was like, Jesus. oh my god. History's fucked, man. <laughs> Honestly, the time we're living in right now is fucked. White people will do anything to justify their actions, and I'm saying that as a white person. They will. They'll say shit stuff to be like, we can treat people around us worse. And it's terrible. Apologize to yourself. I'm Pay so- yourself reparations, God Hold on. Let- Did you know this side I just of me found out this side of me. slave owners, after the abolition movement like went through, slave owners were paid reparations for not having slaves anymore. But slaves never were. I just found that out today. Isn't that straight fucked? Yeah. But yeah. I'm mad. I mm-hmm. mean... I just, I don't know. I'm learning new things every day, but that is fucked. I, I didn't mean, know that. Yeah, the slave owners were paid reparations. Sorry, sorry, sorry we freed your slaves that you were holding hostage. Yeah. Here's some money. By the way, you guys get nothing. Here's <laughs> some. You. Here's some money for you to hire some help around the house again. Here's some money to hire back the same people we just freed from you. I cannot believe. It Can you imagine so mad. like a domestic abuse situation where the guy is just like beating the shit out of his SO and like they're like the police are just like, you're free now, leave. And then they're like, I'm so sorry that you lost this this person that was doing shit for you and then you beat her. Uh, here's some money. Yeah. Go get another one. What? <laughs> it's straight fuck. I cannot believe it. Yeah. So he, he was he did a lot of that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I did wonder if him and Asia were uh, pen pals, if they uh, wrote to each other. They might have. I didn't get a lot of info about Asia in between mm-hmm. the assassination and, and her like being born. It was just like blank. Like that is women's history right there. She married that a guy. That is how how women are written in history. <laughs> like the only, the only thing I learned about she married a guy. I didn't write down her husband's name. He wasn't born. He wasn't a booth. Good, but at his least last you name wrote was down Clark. Her name. Yeah, I wrote down her name. Asia Frigga Booth. Was she a racist sympathizer? I don't know. She left and went to England. You said she wrote a book, right? After she wrote a book. I didn't. I didn't. Re- I, didn't I didn't buy the book to read. I, it my understanding is it. that it was more of an expose on this John Wilkes fellow. I think she, it was like it was like living with it was like the, the, like the diaries of a Booth sister or something. Mm-hmm. She was like writing about living with the Booth brothers. Because people have been into true crime for literally forever, and so like having a book written about. Like, I mean, a murderer by somebody who knew the murderer. Oh, people would eat that up. I would eat that up. Especially the murderer as a kid. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, you can see everything that happened to them. Mm-hmm. That's juicy. It really is. But yeah, he did a bunch of fuck shit for like a long time. He actually attended the hanging of like an a- abolitionist leader as part of a local militia just to like stop any kind of rescue attempt. And like Ew. people said, when the hanging happened, he turned and smirked at the guy who got hung. He gave a little smirk. 
This dude is like hardcore Confederate lover. It's like that meme of the girl who's like and smiling people fly and burning. Oh, with burning the fire house. burning? And you're like, what happened to you? <laughs> oh my god. And then uh, it's like people flying a Confederate flag around today. It's like this true. is what it represented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what they fought for, and it is totally un-American mm-hmm. to fly that around. And then if you like tell them what happened, they're like, no, that's not what it's about. I'm like, what the fuck is it's it about? It's about our then? history. <laughs> they this don't is your shit. history. They don't, none of, not a I single. I, I would venture to say 99.9% bare minimum of the people that fly the Confederate flag know shit about the history of the Confederacy. There's a reason why you call them uneducated fucks. Yeah. Well, and additionally, there isn't much history of the Confederacy to know about. Um, it was around for five years. That's it. That's what they're celebrating. That's what they're holding yeah. on to. SpongeBob SquarePants has been around for like four times that amount. Yo, he deserves a statue. Yeah. Like multiple. Um, so Phineas, we talk about this in our actual Phineas and Ferb was around longer than mm-hmm. uh, Confederacy was. I love Phineas and Which Ferb. blew my I mind. I swear, I think that people just want to go back to the slavery days. I swear that that is what they think that glory days make America great again was all about. I think that um, specifically people really want to cling to the idea of like the other. As long as somebody can be the other, then they feel like secure about themselves. And as long as they can prevent somebody from getting rights, because if, if everybody has rights, then it feels like they don't personally have them. Um, and so I just really feel like people cling to this idea of like the other and slavery is a great social structure to really like show that your society is supporting that idea that yeah. there is the other there is somebody beneath you and they're beneath you because they actively will take away from what you have if they were equal to you. It's deplorable. I mean, it's awful. It's awful. I'm not defending it. I'm just saying that I think that, like, people really, really, really crave that idea. Um, That's one thing that, like, I mean, moving here, I saw my, like, first Confederate flag in person. Um, And I have seen people who, I mean, I would have no problem having a conversation with them. But the moment that I bring up that, like, people should have equal rights, it's like, they flip a switch and they're like, oh, no, they shouldn't. Um, and it, I, I don't know. It's just always so surprising to me. But I think that literally anybody, nobody is exempt. Anybody could really crave that idea and build on it, especially with, I mean, supporting it with the idea of slavery. It's not right. Oh, Jackie's basking in a sunspot and it's a very cute. He's hardcore sunbathing right now. Um. Hi, honey. <laughs> Hi, baby. Sorry, I got distracted by Jack. Look at him. Okay. Of course we did. But after he was also, he was arrested, John Wilkes Booth, back to our boy, J.B. Wilkes, is his uh, rap name. Um, <laughs> he was arrested in St. Louis in 1863 for treasonous remarks against the government. And it was quoted that he said, he wished the president and the whole damned government would go to hell, which is... That's pretty funny. I was gonna say, yeah. P- look at Twitter. Have these I mean, that's people just seen Twitter. Twitter? Like, <laughs> he was he was just Twitter before Twitter was a thing. He was just a really terrible person. Mm. <laughs> Which is a, a lot of the stuff that happens on Twitter are just terrible people too. So he was Twitter. And it's also rumored. It's not rumored. He told Asia this, which makes me suspect that they actually were like pen pals and writing mm. back and forth and stuff. Mm-hmm. He told her that he would use his tours between the north and the south. 
to smuggle like anti-malarial drugs down to the Confederate soldiers and people on the Gulf Coast because the North blockades, it was hard for them to get the medicines that they needed because mm -hmm. malaria was a big deal back in those days, especially down here with the Skeeters. And they got all that medicine from up north. So I, I want to, I guess just trains, maybe he just had a suitcase just full of drugs. I did not know that malaria was ever in the U.S. A long time ago. But like only on the Gulf Coast. That's crazy. Like swamplands. We're so close to there. Yeah, like a three hour drive right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Welcome to Malaria Town, Megan. Guess How does so, it feel? Man. Terrible. <laughs> Thanks for asking. And then uh, he started to formulate plans on how to kidnap Lincoln from the old soldier house, which is where Lincoln stayed during the summers inside of the White House. It was a few miles away, so it was basically the White House. But he had he had a whole like smuggle system to kidnap and get him down to the Confederacy to hold him hostage and exchange him for the hostages that the North had. He had like way stations. It was like it was like the Underground Railroad, but the exact fucking opposite. Mm. It was like just places to stop Lincoln off at as he just brings him down south. And he had he had this had this shit figured out. I didn't write any of that down because I didn't want to know where he had the shit figured out because I was like, mm -hmm. this is kind of despicable. But he had a plan. And that's, he had his whole plan written out. In the letter also, he had his whole plan written out too. So everyone could see exactly what he was thinking and why he did it all. But yeah, so in October of 1864, I said it correctly this time, uh, a month before they performed Caesar, he traveled up to Montreal. Like, and no one knew he was going there. So they were probably at rehearsals. And they were like, where's John? He's like, fuck it, Montreal, I'm out. And he stayed at a place called St. Lawrence Hall, which back in those days was a rendezvous point for like Confederate Secret Service agents. Mm -hmm. And he met with like a lot of Confederate undercover agents and spies and stuff like that, which I didn't know. I thought that was pretty interesting that they had a meeting point up in Canada so they could just fucking go back That's what and I was going to say. You're talking about Canada? Yeah, Montreal, Canada. That's very interesting. No, Montreal is just fucked. I mean, yeah, they speak French, so yeah, pretty fucked. That's the part of Canada I hate the most anyways, so. All right, you heard it here first, <laughs> kids. We've lost, we've lost, we've lost the all, everyone from the UK we've lost. We've now lost everyone who speaks French and everyone from Montreal. Mm. We're and just, everyone from Canada, probably. But, yeah, he did all that as a horrible Confederate person. Um, then we found out about the assassination plot. He found out on April 12th that Robert E. Lee surrendered. And then he realized that the kidnap ploy wasn't really feasible anymore. Because if Robert E. Lee surrenders, kind of like that's the big general of the Confederacy. Mm -hmm. You're not going to hold Lincoln. They're, what are they going to trade him for? They're just going to kill you all. Mm -hmm. So he said, fuck it. I'm assassinate him. So he went on with the assassination plot. Fill that in right here. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> And then after he assassinated Lincoln's... After Go assassinated, back and just move the snippet <laughs> Just move over. the whole snippet <laughs> over. No, but like immediately that morning, he met up with a, um, a guy who owned the stable, uh, James W. Pumphrey, which is a great name. It's a Humphrey, but with a P. He might, be, might have the greatest last name of all time, even though he's involved in one of the worst acts of all time in American history. Pros and cons. Pros and cons. So he had, a, he had a horse in an alleyway out back ready for him after he killed him. After he killed President Lincoln, he jumped onto the stage after he, after he assassinated him, and then he yelled, Six Semper Tyrannus, which is Latin for, thus always to tyrants. 
and then he just dipped out the bag. That's pretty slick. That's pretty slick. Listen, he did a terrible thing, but like, if you can jump off the balcony and land on the stage, stick the landing, shout Latin, and leave. Oh no, he broke his ankles, didn't he? he yeah. <laughs> he broke his ankles there's a, there's there's people who say he he injured his leg. During somewhere in the scuffle between jumping off the stage and leaving with the horse. Oh, I'm sure it was. Some people, yeah. some people say it's when he jumped off the stage, he broke his leg. Mm. Other people say because the horse was so like high tempered and he was probably didn't know. He knew how to ride a horse when he was a kid, but he was like hyped up on adrenaline. Some say the horse fell on top of him during the ride and broke his leg mm. that way. I'm pretty sure he broke no. it jumping off the yeah. balcony. Um, also, though, uh, I believe the animals are great judges of character, and maybe the horse, the horse knowing what this man had just done, was like, fuck this dude, plunk. Maybe he broke one leg jumping off the balcony, mm-hmm. and then the horse was like, let's break the other one, mm-hmm. and then snapped his other leg. Or maybe he just, like, sprained his leg jumping off the balcony, <laughs> and the horse was like, I'm gonna break this bitch. I will not tolerate. I'm Abraham like- <laughs> Lincoln, are you joking? About to finish this whole no. man's career. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, as he dipped, he went to a farmland uh, owned by Richard H. Garrett. This dude had no idea that President Lincoln was assassinated. This was like four, this was two weeks later. He was at this farmhouse. Mm. Uh, he had no idea who John Wilkes Booth was because they told him that his name was James W. Boyd. So there's his third name. Mm. He went, well, he uses the same, the same initials. Insane. But um, there was investigators, they found uh letters they found his letters through the confederacy and all the his kidnap plans and so they followed him to the garrett's farmhouse they threw like they set fire to the barn and as he was leaving a lieutenant colonel everton conger which is also a great name uh saw him as he was leaving and he shot him in the neck he crushed three vertebrae and i believe popped some nerves as as they as he shot him. Could you imagine being alive back then in that room uh, where one guy walks in as another guy is leaving and boom, one's dead and you're just like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> or was shooting another person in the neck so casual that they didn't even look up from their food. They were just like, oh, another shooting. Listen. The garrison in their house eating dinner. They're like, the barn's on fire. That's, That's weird. That's crazy. Someone shot a gun. What is happening here as they continue eating their <laughs> stew? Oh, well, it'll sort itself out. <laughs> exactly. Listen, if it's important, it'll take three weeks in the news cycle to get to us, and we'll find out yeah. then with the rest of the population. Probably the horses. You know you know how they are at night. Yes, they are vigilantes. <laughs> For justice, you know, we'll leave them be. And that that's that's the end of a good old John Wilkes Booth. Wow. Nice. He was dead on sight, basically. Uh, yeah, so he had a fun time. But now, fun time. Like he had a fun time. He had a fun death. Yeah, he had a fun death. Instead of getting shot in the neck, I hope it was painful. Mm. I hope it was so painful. Mm. But now that we know what happened to John Wilkes Booth, and we haven't. Well, we we now know what happened to Asia because she left after this. Mm. Her and her husband immigrated to England. Mm -hmm. Let's figure out what happened to the other two Booth brothers, Mm -hmm. because they are the true stars of this whole story. They're not really. I just love this dude's name because I'm back at it. Junius Jr. <laughs> is back once again. Our, our boy JJ. <laughs> JJ Booth. J, I'm calling him JJ Booth. Our, That's it. Not bad. JJ Booth Jr. was uh, he was basically what happened was he was in Cincinnati at an opera house performing. He had an acting duty that he was doing, so he was performing there. Somehow he found out about the murder before 
though the assassination before the Garrett's did within like three days. This was big mm-hmm. news. I don't know how this farmer didn't. Well, he's a farmer. He probably didn't pay attention to the news at all. He didn't like stop have a newsstand. Yeah. Back then, the news was very, very yeah. slow. Yeah. All all he knew was that he blocked all social media. He blocked. He turned <laughs> off all social media. He's like, you know what? I need a break. It's getting into my <laughs> yeah. head too much. I am spending too much of my time invested in the toxicity of other people, and I just. I had to turn it off. I said, yeah. newspaper boy, no more. <laughs> Stop coming over. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Uh, so J.J. Booth Jr. was in Cincinnati after the assassination, and then he took a train to Philadelphia, where he arrived in uh, two or three days. Winsforth, he contacted the U.S. Marshal that he made it, because he was like, I don't want to be involved with this. I'm telling the Marshal where I am so they can come talk to me. The Marshals, plus he was probably terrified of his life. His brother just assassinated the president, and he's up north. He's going to get killed by people if they find out who he is. Mm-hmm. Like, just like assuming. I'd be scared for my life if, like, my sibling just straight up went and murdered. Well, the he president, wouldn't do that. Well, you know. No, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset. Call him out right now. <laughs> I wouldn't be Call upset him. if my oh, brother yeah. went and... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But no, that's... It's different times. Different you know? times. Hold on, sorry. I'm getting a call. FBI. One second. Oh, uh, CIA. <laughs> CIA doesn't handle internal yeah, affairs. Yeah, is it? Yeah, oh isn't no! It, <laughs> hmm? Isn't it? I don't know. I don't know who handles. Isn't that their acronym? Central Intelligence Agency. So yeah. oh. CIA doesn't have the authority. I was like, see internal affairs. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean they don't handle them? That's literally just, all they do. They're just the country's HR department. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoops. This country does need an HR department, for sure. All they would do is just be like, listen, I know it was sexual harassment, but what are we going to do? It's a, Those are our only choices now. Be sexually harassed or be sexually harassed. That's it. I don't know what to tell you. You have no recourse. This is America. Yeah. What do you expect? Just a brief sidebar. The HR department is not here to protect the rights of the people. It's just to protect mm. the rights of the company. So really, we already so have we already an have HR one. department for the country. And we don't need another one. We don't need as much HR as we currently have. We just need... We need an ER. Employee oh, resources. so many things. Employee we resources. need a union. A union. A That's citizen's true. union. Isn't that just like a militia? Isn't that supposed to be Congress? Rip. 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 <laughs> we all just got quiet and looked at each other. <laughs> A single oh. tear rolls down each one of our eyes. <laughs> all right, let's roll it back to the battle days. The battle days. Mm. So, yeah, he went, to, he, went, he went to Philadelphia. He got into contact with the U.S. Marshal. He was like, hey, I'm here. He was rushed to D.C. He was interrogated, kept in prison for one night, and then... It was released. It was released basically after that because he had nothing to do with it. He had no idea what was happening. They sent the horse in. They sent the horse in. The horse was like, "He's good." He said, "Listen, I don't need to break this man's legs. <laughs> Send him home." They just brought that horse around the country, interrogating people. That would work. It's a foolproof system yeah. to me. Uh, but basically, he lived out his days managing the Winter Garden Theater that him and Edwin Booth owned together, which was later renamed the Booth Theater. Oh, that's a bad idea. After Edwin Booth. Mm. <laughs> But a lot of people don't know Edwin Booth. So. They should have named it the Edwin Theater. <laughs> that would have been better. Mm-hmm. That would have been a, a lot better. I don't think they were thinking about that back in 1860-something. Listen, if one of my siblings, not that they would, but if they did something bad, I would never put my last name on anything. I wouldn't. I would just put my first name on everything because I wouldn't want them to get any association or notoriety. Mm. Mm. Fair enough. 
Not that they would. I, they're the three listening to this, so don't don't think I'm saying you're going to do anything bad. You have so much of your life ahead of you. Do only good things. And then, be, I'll, then I'll stamp our last name all over everything. Be a bunch of Edwin Booths, okay? That's what we need. Be the best actor. Be number one on the hot list. Yeah. I'll be number three. Or four. All tied for number one. <laughs> exactly. I'll be number two then. But basically, he just managed that theater until he retired in 1881. Moved to Massachusetts, died in 1883. Mm. He had a, a no-frills life. He was just, you know, average right there, chilling. Didn't want notoriety. He just wanted to do his job day in, day out, get his paper. Because that's, that's what life's about. Isn't that what we all want? That's what we all want. Edwin, on the other hand, he just fucking disowned John. He was like, this dude, nah. He's not, he's not my brother. Mm. He wrote a whole letter to Asia... Uh, saying, think no more of him as your brother. He is dead to us now, as he soon must be to all the world. But imagine the boy you love to be in that better part of his spirit in another world. So he's like, this guy sucks. He's dead to me. If you still want to love him, imagine him as the little kid that we used to play with, but not this guy. That's basically what he told her. I'm like, I get it. But also just like, fuck it, dude. He assassinated the president. He has probably <laughs> just messed up the whole time. He probably was. He probably was the kid that like harmed and killed animals and they just didn't they didn't think anything and of it. And went to bed but they were like, oh that's normal. That's normal. When you pile ten kids in one bed together, what do you expect? Something's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Someone's gonna pee. Because how are you supposed to get out of the bed if you just crammed in with ten kids? And, and four of them are dead. House? It's fucking cold outside. Yeah. Are you joking? No. In the winter, the pee warms the bed for approximately ten seconds maybe <laughs> before it's it just freezing. Freezes. <laughs> This is disgusting. You can cut this. <laughs> I cut nothing. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but he went into seclusion for like, like 10 months. And then he came out of that. And he performed probably his most memorable role of all time. Hamlet. He was Hamlet in Hamlet. Well, is Hamlet the main person in Hamlet? I don't know. No, it's Macbeth. Is it Macbeth? No, I'm no, just joking. I'm making it bad. Again, uh, full circle. How gullible can I? Can I make? Immediately, you guys I took it. I, I was like, like, "Is it? It's Hamlet? Oh my god!" No listener trusts us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> everything they say is lies. <laughs> They've got Google on deck for everything. Yeah. Right now. Mm -hmm. They're fact checking us. It's like, mm, no, that's not what it is. We're about to just no, get like an my essay. No, siblings believe everything I say. I don't know what you're talking about. They're like, that Megan, she knows what she's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> She's always been the reliable one. Yeah. Megan the reliable. It's the biggest joke because I'm the least reliable. Um, but he's he was known for Hamlet throughout the entire rest of his career. That's his most signature role to date, and that's why people say the Springer Opera House, he's doomed to be there until they perform Hamlet to the same talent that he did. Oh. Because he is one of the greatest Hamlets to be Hamleted. Ham yeah. Hamlet? To be ooh, he hasn't ham let anyone take his spot yet. Nice. Hmm. Oh, boom, boom. That's it. That's the end. That's all. all no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I think what I found this this was something that I thought was really cool about Edwin Booth and like how it really shows like how opposite they thought and like actions and also this is like a really cool like cosmic karma thing, just in terms of this family. So John Wilkes Booth assassinated Lincoln, but I think that same year, or the year before, 
Edwin Booth saved Lincoln's son's life. Mm. And he didn't know it was Lincoln's son. He saved Robert Lincoln's life. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. That was, I thought that was really cool. I had no idea oh, that. What? It was, uh, it was at a train track, train platform in Philadelphia. There was a big crowd of people trying to get tickets. Mm-hmm. And Robert was being shoved into the tracks as the train was leaving. So he's about to get crushed. Edwin Booth grabbed him and yanked him back up onto the platform. And Robert turned around and saw, because Edwin Booth was like the most famous actor of the day. So and he Robert. Said, it's you. You're yeah. the one I've been looking for my whole <laughs> life. And that's what we call a meet cute, folks. And now, Boots and Lincolns are forever related. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if you know, but two men generally can't have their own lineage. They can. Combine their own lineage? One of them opens up and accepts the other one. Oh, <laughs> yes. I did forget about the olden times. Yeah. The old-fashioned way of child-making. Mm-hmm. I did yeah. forget about that. And we are now a NC-17 podcast. <laughs> 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 no, but I thought it was really cool, because Robert Lincoln knew who it was. He turned around, he thanked him, he was like, thank you, Mr. Booth, because he knew Edwin Booth's, like, by face. Are you sure he didn't say thank you to my new boo? He might have. I don't know. We didn't get a it transcript sounds- of that meeting. <laughs> I'm really pushing this narrative. He said, he said, thanks, Bay." And Edwin Booth was like, I got you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, how about we go get some yeah, shawarma? And then they had a secret meetup spot in Toronto that became known as um, the new uh, place for, for people to be who they really were was Toronto. And that is how Canada started as being a more open-minded place. That's it. I'll be honest. That's the that that of all Canada. checks out. That is the origins of Canada right there. Mm-hmm. That sounds right to me. This is the least factual podcast I feel like we've <laughs> recorded. But it is the most entertaining in terms of least factual things that we've said. <laughs> sure. Kevin says, no. <laughs> Kevin's like, I don't like any of this. Let's this get back is all to, the, getting to the booth truth. How about it? The truths of oh the booths? Oh my goodness. Um, but, so Edwin, he had no idea. He found out a year later from U- Ulysses S. Grant. He got a letter. Stating like the facts of happened, what happened with Robert Lincoln, because Lincoln told Ulysses S. Grant. So Grant was like, "I gotta write this dude a letter. He probably has no idea." And it's it's said that knowing that Edwin Booth saved Robert Lincoln's life gave him a little bit of solace, knowing the fact that his brother still assassinated the president. Mm. But at least he had like that small ounce of comfort. He was like, "At least I tried to help their family, but my brother just went and fucked it all up." But then after that, Edwin went on to be a super famous actor of his time. He founded the, the Players Clubhouse, which is still a thing today in New York, uh, in Gramercy, I believe. Uh, it's a private social club for performing literary and visual arts and all of their supporters, which went into debt. It was like 2010 or something, and they got... Oh, who didn't? It was like, they were like <laughs> $4 million <laughs> in debt. <laughs> yeah, who didn't? Yeah, who didn't go into debt back then? And then they, they got a loan of like... A couple million to get back out of debt but now they're going mm. strong but he died in new york city in his apartment in the players club in 1893 mm. and that is a story of the booth family nice. i like it there's a lot of interesting stuff that i won't soon nice. forget i'm not gonna forget the fucking name junius the rest of my life <laughs> yeah i'm not I gonna am. forget the names of any He's of these gonna name people. his kids junius <laughs> But seriously, I'm not going to forget um, 
Edwin Booth. Anytime that I, if ever in my life, the Booth Theater is brought up, I will be quick to say this was not named after John Wilkes Booth, but rather his brother or Edwin. the Booth Edwin. in a Diner. Don't misunderstand. <laughs> no, those are named after Joe, Joseph Richard Booth, the, mm. the pothead who smoked dope because mm-hmm. he liked to eat. Yeah. So he made a special chair for him to sit if mm-hmm. I was comfortable. At restaurants. Yeah. Or at said, restaurants. He I carried need, it along with them. I need a chair, but it needs to be longer. Mm-hmm. And they said, what an idea, Mr. Booth. Yeah, because he, he ate and then he just laid down on his chair. It was like perfect combos. Nice. Mm. I'd be like, lying <laughs> if I said I haven't done that most times I've been to a booth. In a restaurant. You eat and then you lean back and you're like... Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. dead. I'm Waffle House. You just go. You gorge yourself and then you lay down. Yeah, that's what Waffle House is for. Once Waffle House isn't up. sanitary enough to sit down. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> oh, I went one time and as I was eating, there was just a roach crawling up the window and I was like, mm-hmm. what's up? And I just kept eating. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a good old American staple right there. Waffle House. D- delicious food. One time I went okay to okay service. One time I went to Waffle House um, with uh, a few of my friends, and it was like one a.m. and um, they really liked soccer, um, and so we all pretended to be from England. And I don't know if the people there like bought it or if they uh, if they just were humoring us, but I like to think that my my British accent is just that spot on that they were like this girl all the way from England to. Aurora, Colorado, to talk to me in a Waffle House? Amazing. That's right. You came from England and you're like, the rest of the country? Let's go here. You just like Waffle went over House. half the country mm. to Aurora, to Waffle House. To Aurora, uh, which does have a surprisingly large Russian population. But um, yeah, but not, mm. uh, not a British population. That's mm. also something I learned this podcast. I had no idea about and that. And that's a real fact. That's not one of my fake facts. That is a real one. Yeah, we, <laughs> all, we all can discern at this point that we live together. But you listeners, you're just going to have to look it all up yourself. Everything that was said, every sentence. Actually, no, please don't. This is how we <laughs> teach you. Some of it's true. Some of it's not. We're building researchers. You got to figure it out yourself. We're giving you, we're not giving you the easy way out of learning. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Thanks, Michaela. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Cass. Uh, thanks, my parents, if they ever listen to this. Thanks, anybody else that's listening. Um, and most of all, thank you to uh, our animals. Have a great week, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Yay. Bow. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to come up with an additional weird sound every time. Because I'm just making new sound there. Yeah.